the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Dr. David Anderson, senior pastor and founder of Bridgeway Community Church in Columbia, Maryland. And I am so glad that you are tuned in now to our new special Saturday edition of Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. You're going to hear conversations from recent talks where I've connected with radio listeners just like you to help them build bridges of reconciliation, race, religion, relationships. Are you ready? Let's get started. All right, let's go to Lexington Park, Maryland, and talk to Anonymous, who's on the line. Hi, Anonymous. Welcome to the show. How are you? Hi, Dr. Anderson. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for calling. Hey, what's your comment or question? Well, um, my wife and I have been recently married for about six months, and we both came out of a pretty uh, Hang on, Anonymous. Uh, you have a lot of air in the background, so it's hard to hear you. Uh-huh. Is that, Is that uh, better? No. Is the window down? What's going on there? Are you on speaker? No, I'm on a... Yeah, I'm on driving. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, well, speak really loudly. Otherwise, we're not going to be able to hear you. Okay. Is that better? A lot better. Okay. Anyway, right to the point. Um, we, We talked a little bit about sex before we got married, what I like, what she likes. But now she's getting into the sexual fantasy in, in the beginning, it was pretty mild. I'd be the plumber, come over to the house, stuff like that. But now, introducing other people into this, hmm. and I'm just not comfortable with it. When you say it's introducing other people, person. what do you mean? Well, more like, you know, maybe not one of her friends, but she would say maybe like... Uh, a lady from a supermarket or something she had seen that day, or she would, I, I don't know, it's hard to explain, but it's not anyone specific. It's, it's it, just introducing someone else into the fantasy that's really not there. You're talking verbally, right? Not the real person, but verbally. It, yes, sir. Right. Gotcha. Verbally. Well, you know, what's interesting is I, when you, when you, okay. uh, when you put a stop to it, she'll stop it. But if uh, if if something makes you uncomfortable in that relationship, sometimes you need to just say, "Nah, I don't like that." Do you know what I'm saying? And then they'll they'll stop it because they don't know how far to go. You guys have probably never gone this far before, and so you start introducing through your conversation to make it all more spicy. And then somebody says, uh, "Yeah, that goes a little too far." Do you know what I mean? So if I'm uncomfortable, I should. Let her know that. Absolutely. Just like, yeah, you know. So the next time you get in a situation like that, she says, yeah, how about somebody else uh, named Susan that I saw at the at the grocery store? You're like, uh, yeah, I'm not really comfortable with that. You know, or when you guys are having a conversation about it, say, you know what, I'm just not comfortable adding other people to it. Let's keep the fantasy to us, you know, me being the plumber or or whatever like that. And, and then once you do that, I think she'll be fine. She'll be a little bit embarrassed at first, but she doesn't know how far to go. And you kind of don't know how far to go or what you might say that makes her feel uncomfortable because, you know, 
plumber sounds good, fireman sounds good, but then you say policeman and she reacts negatively because of something in her childhood. I mean, you just never know when you start uh, verbalizing right. your fantasies to one another. But if the other person doesn't say, yeah, I'm not feeling that one, I'm not crazy about that, then they kind of like, oh, okay, there's a boundary. I just didn't know. You understand? Yeah, I understand that. Yeah. And then what about the, the sodomy part? Because that's something that she wants to introduce, too. And, I, and again, I don't have a scriptural reference for it, but I'm not comfortable with that either. Okay, so from a fantasy standpoint or from a reality standpoint? No, she, that's reality. Okay, so she likes that. You don't. Is that what I'm hearing? Right. Yeah, so I think that's worth the conversation too, because it depends, is it, uh, you know, I know we're on family radio here, so I won't go too far, but it depends on, right. is it, are you uncomfortable with both sides of it, or are you just uncomfortable one side of it? You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I understand what you're saying, but I'm just uncomfortable from the fact that it, I, I, and I can't find it scripturally, but I, I'm thinking that scripturally, it, it's not correct, you shouldn't be doing that. Right. Well, again, within the marital union between you and your spouse, male and female, you guys are free uh, to enjoy the bed undefiled. And so there's nothing that you cannot do as long as you both enjoy it and you both are comfortable with it. If you both don't enjoy it, you're both not comfortable with it. It's worth a conversation to tell the other person, this is how I feel. But there's no scripture that would say you and your female spouse cannot engage in anything that you guys find enjoyable. But if you don't find it enjoyable, or it maybe it doesn't have to be biblical, it could just be your upbringing, and it feels dirty or wrong, then you know you can back away from it because of that. You don't have to have a Bible scripture in order to say, hey, I'm not comfortable with this, I don't like this, or whatever. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yes, I do. So, okay, thank you, Dr. Anderson. You got an anonymous in Lexington Park. May the Lord give you wisdom as you communicate with your spouse. You know, it's not always easy to communicate with your spouse about the very intimate things that you guys are doing together. And so uh, to be able to have uh, the kind of conversation that, uh, you know, you feel comfortable having, even though it's a little bit maybe discomforting, uh, I think it's worth it for the spice and the nice to remain. Well, if you're just joining us, I know there was a lot of air in that uh, uh, conversation, but I think you got most of it. And I want to catch yours, too. So I have open phone line. So if you want to get in right now, it's be a great time. We're talking about marriage spice and everything nice, how to keep the spice and how to keep the nice in your marriage. By the way, do you need more spice or do you need more nice? Doc, my my spice is fine. What I need is a spouse who's nicer. Or I need to be more nice, and I don't know why I'm not. If you want to give me a call, I'll talk you through it. 888-432-7434. can always pray you through it as well. 888-43-BRIDGE. There's nothing off limits. Sometimes we have to talk in code. And, and, and as a family show, we got to make sure that we're always cognizant of everyone who's listening. But I'm here for you. And Again, you can be anonymous if that's what you want to be, or you can just give me your name and tell me where you're calling from, 888-432-7434. That's 888-43-BRIDGE. Sometimes uh, the reason why a, a couple or part of a couple is not nice is because of anger, and that anger is rooted in a bitterness 
which is rooted in a contempt. And what I mean by contempt is you are looking negatively at the other person, and that is your first response to them based on some hurt or based on some view that you have because of something that has happened in the past. So contempt means you're looking down your nose at them. All right. So uh, you just have that, uh, you know, just a negative feeling right away. Why do you have that contempt? It's probably because you're hurt and uh, hurt turns into anger. Anger turns into bitterness, bitterness into this resentment. And that resentment and that contempt can cause you to have a snarl that you may not even realize you have when the other person walks in the room. Well, it's not very attracting, is it? Uh, when your spouse has a snarl, um, are you the spouse that has a snarl and why do you have it? What is it, uh, that has caused you to snarl? And is there a way that you can actually change the snarl into a smile? I want to help talk you through it. Let's build a bridge from the snarl to the smile. Is it possible? I think it is. 888-432-7434. That is my number. Live in studio. If you want to call me today, uh, get in where you fit in. My line uh, lines are wide open. So again, and right now, I see, uh, I see you coming to me. So go ahead and jump on board while you can. Uh, we are talking today about marriage spice and everything nice. Marriage spice and everything nice. And let's run to Howard County, Maryland, where Carl is on the line. Hi, Carl. Welcome to the show. How are you, sir? Good. I'm, do, I'm doing well, Dr. Anderson. Thanks for taking my call. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. My question is regarding uh, the possibility of divorce. It's interesting. Your last caller um, had had the opposite side of the of the coin. My wife was not comfortable at all with some of the fantasy talk. Um, we are now separated, been separated for almost uh, two years, coming up on two years. Mm-hmm. Originally, uh, the issues were... I'll be honest with you, it was pornography and then verbal abuse. There was a lot of verbal abuse that went on, and probably on both sides there was a lot of verbal abuse, but uh, I'll take the credit or the blame as the case may be. Here we are almost two years later. I've been in counseling um, for the last 18 months, Okay. and <clears throat> she doesn't seem to have any interest in, in putting the relationship, putting the marriage back together. Okay. My question to you is, what are your thoughts? How do we either A, try to put it back together, B, what, are, what is the Bible's position on separation? Would it be considered uh, abandonment or, you know, sexual immorality? It sounds like... On my part. Abandonment on her part, sexual immorality on my part. Well, it sounds like she doesn't want to get back together. You can't force that. All right. So whatever the issue, whatever the issues were before, whether it's porn or abuse, that was enough to create a wedge in the relationship. Now you're getting better through counseling, but she may be done and thinking that ship has already sailed. Or she may think, well, no, you haven't really changed much. And so let's go with the, uh, oh, you haven't really changed much philosophy. If that's where she is, the only way that you can change that is by dating. And as you date her, show her that you're a different person. So she may not be interested in getting back together, but she might be interested in dating you every now and then, you know, once every couple of weeks. And then, you know, she's going to probably push some buttons to see if the old, uh, you know, Carl will come out. 
And so that's where you're going to have to truly uh, be the new Carl and trust that the new Carl really lives in there. All right. But if she's uh, the ship has sailed philosophy, then there's nothing you can do about it except uh, continue to try to love her and win her over. But the reality is if she wants out, she can get out and you're just going to have to take it and say, Lord, I learned from this. And I'm so sorry I didn't learn it earlier, but maybe in the future I might mm-hmm. might be able to have a, a, a do over, you know, and that's only by the grace of God if that happens. Yeah. So. Well, unfortunately, I think it's uh, the the you know the, the ship has sailed scenario. You think so? Uh, okay. In terms of dating, that's something I would love to do. However, that would re- require response to phone calls and text messages. Yeah, and if she's like, not, if so. she's not doing that, you don't want to harass her. You're just going to have to let it go. How to keep the spice and the nice in your marriage? Do you need more spice or do you need more nice in your marriage? My number eight eight eight. Four three two seven four three four eight 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 four three two seven four three four. All right, let's go to Rob in Ellicott City, Maryland. Hey, Rob, welcome to the show. How are you, sir? Hey, Doctor Anderson. How are you? Oh, I'm alive and grateful. Thanks for hanging with me. What are you thinking? Absolutely. Well, so I'm, I'm more on the, uh, the the wishing for the nice part. Uh, <laughs> okay. It. <laughs> um. I had actually tried to call a couple of weeks ago when you were talking about about uh, couples that were self-employed, and I, I am self-employed, but my wife doesn't help me in the business. Okay. And you know, I've been blessed. I was I'm about almost fifty years old, and I've been blessed throughout my life uh, in being self-employed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I've always kind of ha- had like innovative ideas, and they've you know pretty much turned to gold. And God has really kind of blessed me. Um, okay. But uh, interestingly enough, about uh, two years ago, I really, coming from a video conferencing background, I got hooked with live streaming, you know, just like you're doing on Facebook Live. Okay. And really at that point, uh, from a business perspective, said, hey, you know, this is going to be the future. Uh, And I I kind of, (laughs) from a business uh, owner standpoint, went all in with it. Okay. Was that a problem in the marriage? Well... Uh, you know, I mean, like I said, I, you know, my I've been very, very blessed and was able to have nice things for my family. Okay. And my wife, I think, got accustomed to that lifestyle. Uh-huh. But okay. in changing direction, uh, you know, that lifestyle, uh, you know, is, is, is for the most part kind of gone away mm. over the last two years as I've kind of just gone through the the grind of changing up the business. And now, are you saying that uh, really, the last couple of years your business has got not been doing so well that put financial pressure on the relationship? Very much so. I understand now. Um, and, yeah, and so it's it's now kind of just contempt. You know, you said it before I called in, and that just was like, yes, that's, that's the word that I wasn't able to wrap my mind around. It's like, mm-hmm. It's one thing not, you know, for her not to support or, or yeah. be a cheerleader, but it's the, it's the un, it's the unsaid contempt. Yeah. It's just so heartbreaking. Do you think you have your um, diagnosis accurate? Do you think it's because she doesn't ha- have the things she used to have when you had money? I mean, do you think that you have that diagnosis accurate? Well, well, maybe maybe I'm mis- misstating it. I, I'm not suggesting that she's materialistic. I, uh, I mean, I guess we all are to an extent. But I, true. I but if she was it. used to a certain lifestyle and that lifestyle's been taken away and that adds stress, you could have the right diagnosis. 
uh, not calling it materialistic, just saying, you know, there was comfort and now that comfort's not there. But sometimes that may not be an accurate diagnosis. It could be not that we don't have what we used to have, but maybe you're not acting the way you used to act. I mean, you know, we don't know. And that's why I just wanted to make sure that you were sure on the diagnosis, because if you have a misdiagnosis, you'll have a mistreatment. Now, what you do have correct is probably the contempt. (laughs) I mean, you got that one pretty good. The question is, how did she get to that contempt? You want to make sure you, you are sure about that. And it may even be worth a conversation conversation with her that's all i'm saying right yeah i don't know i mean yeah yeah like i said i think one of the hardest things particularly when you're self-employed is you know is is not having uh you know a, a, a group to collaborate with and kind sure. of share your your losses and that's struggles right. with that's and, right you know as being the, the head of the household you know and the only uh, provider i guess financially yeah. well you have stress on yourself uh, because of that you know, you have stress well, on yourself. Right. That probably throws my yeah your mojo sure, that off. That's right. A lot of your countenance and yeah. you're stressed. And if you're not going to her uh, and letting her kind of de-stress you, and and you're listening, you know, you're leaning on her. Um, you know, sometimes a guy will go and lean on the bottle or at the bar or or you know just kind of shut down. I mean, you know, so we change when we have stress. There's no doubt about it. And so who knows a couple of years ago what those stressors did to you or to her. But, Rob, it really may be worth, if you have health insurance, and I know self-employed people sometimes do, sometimes they don't, to get counseling, just the two of you to talk some of this through. Because you probably went through some trauma. I mean, when you were living large, everything was cool. Now you're not, and it's tough. You should turn to one another, but sometimes we turn outward. And so what counseling will do will help you turn inward a little bit again. And I bet you she'd be for that. Just give it a thought, okay? Okay. All right, blessings blessings to you, Rob. Thank you very much, Dr. Anderson. Oh, the pleasure is mine, my friend. The pleasure is mine. God bless you. Hey, listen, friends, we all deal with stress differently, don't we? And the reality is uh, sometimes we turn away from our spouse without even knowing it because we don't want to burden them. But here's the thing. If we don't lean on them, what are we going to lean on? They notice the separation and they know something's wrong with us, but we're not talking to them. Turn to your spouse sometimes. Take a risk and go back and say, honey, uh, I'm really feeling stressed, upset, scared, fearful. I feel like you might leave me. I feel like, uh, you know, we're not going to get out of this pit. Lean on one another. You may be surprised at the wisdom and the grace and the power that vulnerability can have in your relationship. I'll be right back. That's fine. Hi, Jewel. This is Dr. Anderson. How are you? Hi, Dr. Anderson, and hello to your guests. First, I want to thank you for Best Buy Waterproofing. They are outstanding. Yeah, and I'm scheduled to get my work done in a week, but I just want to thank you. The free home inspection, they came out. It it. was just absolutely amazing. They have over 30 years of experience, and they'll even donate $500 to my show if you end up doing business with them. But most of all, get your basement fixed. Give them a call. 844-980-3707. That's 844-980-3707. All right, let's go to I Say Two in Alexandria, Virginia. Hi, I Say Two. 
Good afternoon, Mr. Anderson. Good afternoon. Thanks for calling. What are you thinking today? Um, I'm not yet married, okay. but I'm believing God to bless me with a good husband. Mm-hmm. But my question is, is it a bad thing or a sin to pray to God that you're able to satisfy your husband sexually before marriage? Is it a bad thing or like, is it a sin to pray that you are that you will be able to satisfy your husband sexually? Uh, actually, I think there's a whole lot of husbands that wish their spouse would have prayed that before they got married. Uh, it's a first of all, no, it's not a sin; it's a blessing. Pray that prayer, and God will send you to the right man where you can fulfill that desire. I think it's a beautiful prayer to pray, and uh, I've never heard a single person actually ask me that question before, and I like it. So, uh, Lord, send me the right spouse and send me one that I can satisfy sexually and one that will satisfy me uh, sexually as well. In other words, Lord, send me to somebody that I'm compatible with. I'm attracted to the chemistry works and we're spiritually compatible. We're we're compatible with our ideas and uh, we're compatible even with our our uh, intimacy. I think that's a wonderful prayer uh, to pray. I say to you, the first ones ever said that that I remember. So thank you. That's a new thought. Wow. Not not a sin at all. I'm going to start telling single people, pray this. <laughs> oh, wow. Great. Oh, no, that's a good prayer. He laid it on your heart. He's going to send you to the exact right person, I believe. So thank you for uh, calling the show and asking the question, okay? Thank you. Mm-hmm. Blessings to you. And may the Lord send... Uh, Send your Boaz to you and uh, that uh, you two would uh, be just right one for another. Isn't it a beautiful thing when God does a divine hookup for us? 888-432-7434. Let's go to Anonymous in Alexandria, Virginia. Hi, Anonymous. Welcome to the show. How are you? Oh, thank you, Dr. Anderson. What an interesting show this is. Um, I have something a little bit different. My okay. husband and I have been married for uh, 30 years this year. Okay. And um, I've always felt important to, you you know, to have sex in our marriage. He's, uh, and we're older now. I mean, he's yeah. 75 and I'm 67. Mm-hmm. And we go take care of ourselves and everything. So there is romance in our marriage. But okay. What happened when he turned about 72 is he started having that problem, uh-huh. and he got, got very, very frustrated because, you know, he he was desiring, but it couldn't. So I, mm-hmm. I got him, you know, we got some uh, medication, and it okay. worked fantastic. Okay. But you have to take it, you know, at a certain time. Right. And so the other day, you know, I feel like we need to keep things moving, you know, and yep. I, I, you know, so it has to, you have to take it, then you have to wait and everything like that. And right. um so I just gave him one. He was like, what's this? You know, and I don't know really how to. And then I was too tired. And then so we didn't have any relationship at that point. Uh-huh. And then yesterday he kind of got mad. Why did you give me that? You know, right. what was up with that? I don't like taking those, you know. Right. And so I was wondering if you have any experience with how, how to handle that kind of delicate situation. I mean, if I had something that could do, you know, could turn me back into 18 again, right. I would do it. Right. You know? Because, you know, I'm not you know, that inclined, but I think it's really important in the marriage right. to do so uh, how, intimate things. How long is the time horizon for the medication you're using from the time he takes it till the time okay. he's ready? Uh, it lasts for 36 hours, but it doesn't work for about 45 minutes at least. And then you fell asleep, basically. You were tired by that time. Well, I, 
if he, yeah, if he takes it at eleven o'clock at night, for sure. Right. Yeah. So why? So, it's, why, so it's kind of, you've got to plan. It's yeah. The problem. Understood. Uh, so then, why did you give it to him? Well, because I was hoping <laughs> that in the next day something oh. good would happen. But then we were both tired, and he he told me oh, I, I didn't see. really think you wanted to. I got you. Okay. And, so you were thinking you were being proactive and I, maybe it's for the me future. And I don't initiate or something. No, you, know? you, you were thinking I, I you were being proactive for the future, and so maybe tomorrow night. Right. I got you. Well, I mean, there is some that, right. that you can take that is more immediate and less uh, w- with the time horizon of a thirty-six hours. There's some you can take in within twenty minutes, and <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm sure you've tried all the different yeah. ones. But uh, I think that yes, you, you yes. sounds to me like you ha- actually have a very healthy relationship and you're doing it just right. <laughs> you, you just misfired once. Who cares? I mean, that happens all the time. He's going to misfire <laughs> once. So I wouldn't get all out of your, well, you know. I didn't expect you to say that. Yeah, well, you know, no reason to get your thingies in a bunch, whatever that word is. I won't, you know, b- <laughs> bottom line is I think you guys are fine. So you misfired. He's 75. You're 67. Yeah. You're still talking about sex and trying to come together. I'm proud oh, of yeah. you. You've just become oh, yeah. a, you've just become a poster child for many of the people who are listening to me saying, really, is it possible? Listen oh, to yeah. this lady. She's giving her husband something, but in advance. So that oh, yeah. is a, that is initiation. Trust me, that is initiation. I'm proud oh, okay. of you. Yeah, I would think you know. You'll be fine. Um, yeah, thank you. Oh. You just fell asleep and he got frustrated. <laughs> that happens to couples all the time. And then this time it just happened yeah. to him. No big deal. Make sure you make up for it. Deal. Yeah. Deal. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. You so God <laughs> bless you. Not expect that answer. Thank okay, you so much. There you go. It's real talk with Dr. David Anderson. And you never know what you're going to get. But here's the thing. I never know what you're going to ask. So there you have it. I can't see on my computer screen what you're going to ask me. So, hey, it's real organic here, isn't it? You've been listening to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson, Weekend Edition, a ministry of Bridgeway Community Church. We would love to have you join us at Bridgeway in our Performing Arts Theater in Columbia, Maryland for one of our three identical Sunday services at 8 a.m., 10 a.m., and noon. Or join us online at www.bridgeway.cc. Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson airs live weekdays on this station and is ready to take your calls. Tune in at 3 p.m. weekdays on WAVA 105.1 FM. We hope to see you tomorrow at church. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.